90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm recovering. (laughs) I don't understand. Did you do something that was time-consuming and exhausting? Did you run a marathon? Yeah, Uh, basically. (laughs) Every day last week? (laughs) Uh, You might have noticed that you hadn't heard from us in a bit, and yes, it was workshop time here in Northwest Arkansas. (laughs) And an awesome workshop it was. It was a great workshop. It was the second year of our Gears workshop, and it was bigger and better than last year, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, bigger in the sense of the things we did. It was actually a little bit fewer people, which also greatly worked to our advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I was exhausted. Uh, we had a customer <laughs> stay and work on one of their projects, Saturday after the workshop, and then Sunday I did nothing. I I woke up late, I had breakfast, I went to see Top Gun, and then I went back to bed. (laughs) I imagine that was, in some respects, harder for you to do than the workshop. (laughs) A little bit. You know, I was telling Lindy that I felt very lazy, and she's like, you worked like 80 hours this week. And you're like, yeah, but... (laughs) Top Gun was a great movie, though, Excellent, I thought. Uh, I found it very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's good. A well-deserved 12 hours of rest. <laughs> and then it was right back at it Monday morning. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I was like, mm, I wonder how long it's going to take him to dig out from being gone for a week. But you're really good at like pre-prepping that kind of stuff, though. So I imagine it didn't put you back as far as it would some other people. I mean, we were already behind uh, just in jobs. And so we've got three big jobs going right now that all kind of have that due date of mid to end September. Mm -hmm. So it's all hands on deck. I mean, I was out there running a lathe most of the time today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been a a minute since I've been out on the floor running machines. Yeah, I was going to say. Look at you getting your hands dirty. Yeah, uh, it's everybody's very busy. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was quite a big list I saw in your office when I was at the workshop on Friday. Yes. So, mm-hmm, yeah, and uh, yeah, your your help was saying how they thought this week would be rough. <laughs> yep, the next few weeks are going to be pretty rough, and then we will go into the still busy but not insane early winter semester yes because by then all of my people are you know busy grading papers (laughs) and then we'll catch up and probably around thanksgiving we'll be sweeping the floors and developing new products Mm -hmm. and then about the week before christmas it'll get crazy again (laughs) we've all got a month off we got to get our stuff done (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, you know, we're very cyclical, which is fine. That's kind of when we plan on product development time happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is always, always peak craziness is August. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. I understand that. We went to back to school nights and it was very funny how how dazed and shocked everyone looked, teachers and students alike. (laughs) 
I'm like, yep. Right. It's that, it's that time already. It's here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny because my daughter's in kindergarten. She's super excited. You know, so she gets to go to the same school her brother went to. You know, she's all wide-eyed and, oh, this is all great. You know, and my son's at junior high and he walked in, got his schedule, walked out, didn't want us in there. Took him three seconds to do it. And he's like, all right, let's go back home. <laughs> right. So it was, uh, yeah, it was super funny. <laughs> but it's that time. It's that time for sure. So, yep. I'm going to try not to, you know, do the normal academic lament. You can just go to Twitter to read all that. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm trying to just, yep. We'll get there. That's great. I kind of forgot what my office looked like. Not going to lie. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I put my office plants in somebody else's office for the summer. So so, so they could kill them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that, well, I think they might be plant napped. So she said, these look way better than anything you've done with them in the last five years. And she's not wrong. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'll work on keeping my email clean and she can take care of the plants. <laughs> you can get a cutting of them, start again. Exactly. Eventually. <laughs> but so when, you know, this is the, the ramping up, but it's like, you need to take some time now, I imagine to like look back and see what this year's workshop, because you did so much diff, so many different things differently this year based on feedback i imagine so it's like are you guys going to sit down and like go over your feedback so you can better inform what to do next year or like do you think this year's was a really good model that you're going to stick with so that was everybody's wonder Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's the first thing we did monday okay is all sit there and all read the feedback gotcha and it's really interesting okay so Last year, there was a very, very clear signal in the feedback of we do not like lecture in the morning, lab in the afternoon. We want a a higher mix. Okay. Instead of having to pay attention and stay awake all morning and then be mind engaged, just hammer, hammer, hammer all afternoon, we want some lecture, some lab, some lecture, some lab. Okay. The other overarching piece of feedback from last year was instead of a lot of little disconnected projects, it would be really nice to have one kind of week-long overarching theme or project. Had you, I should go back and listen to our story or our podcast, because I'm sure we talked about this. Did you bat that around last year, that idea before settling on like lecture lab, lecture lab? We did. And we, we actually discounted the overarching project because we thought, well, if somebody gets lost, then they're lost for the rest of the week. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which is what happens a lot on these like online classes you do, I imagine. Yeah. Right. Like you get behind, you miss 30 minutes because of another meeting and you walk back in and you have no idea what everybody's done and they've moved on. Yeah. And then your next three days are just worthless. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we listened to that. We structured this year vastly differently. And we'll talk about that. This year's feedback, I, I guess this is good, 
but there was no cohesive signal of what to change. Okay. I mean, that could be good too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All of the things to change were relatively minor compared to last year's feedback. Mm-hmm. And they were not cohesive in the sense that some of them, it was almost exactly a 50-50 split of you should do this or you should not do this. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So more preference and less substance, really. Right. Gotcha. Um, you know, like we did a couple, well, we did two shop tours other than ours. Mm-hmm. We went to a machine shop, which we did last year, and then we went through a metal fabrication facility. And we had several people that said this was great. Now I understand how things are made and why I need to think about how I design them. This was really helpful. Like, even more would be great. And then I had a couple people say, I don't care about the manufacturing. I would have rather spent that time learning about how to design circuits. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is all preference. Which is all preference. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I think that's good in that I think we've honed in on a pretty decent model. There's still some tweaking to do and we may end up splitting into, I'm not, I don't want to fragment the workshop into six workshops that you get to go through throughout your master's and PhD every summer. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think we're going to fragment certain pieces off instead of trying to cover everything, you know, we're going to say, Hey, we're, we're going to hit most of these topics, but like a couple people said, well, we really would have liked to have lab view. Fact, oh, okay. I, I tried that last year. The most time we can devote to it is four hours, and that's just enough to get you really confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, if you want to learn LabVIEW, that's great. We'll have a week-long LabVIEW boot camp. Yep. Because that's what you need. Yep, agreed. Um, but yeah, so I thought we could just kind of go through the schedule. Mm-hmm, okay. And kind of go day by day. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and read the schedule, obviously, but so Monday, <laughs> we we kind of, everybody introduced themselves. Uh, I introduced the staff. Uh, we went over, walked through the shop, talked about safety a bunch, how not to get hurt. Mm-hmm. We then came back, talked about electronics, which I changed a lot in this, in that last year, we never really talked about like how to use a multimeter. I conceptually would say, oh, if you're troubleshooting something, you need to get a multimeter and measure voltage here. But Ah. we never actually did that. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. And you know, as somebody who hadn't had a lot of multimeter experience, Mm -hmm. (laughs) somebody can tell you to measure the voltage, you go, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. And you, you know, if you have a clip and a pokey thing or two clips or two pokey things, yeah. Yep. Just your wall of multimeter measuring things. Not even the multimeter. Yeah, it can be intimidating. True. <laughs> yeah. So we, we everybody got a meter and a scope and learned how to use them, the very basics. Nice. Uh, we kept, based on last year's feedback on day one, the Build-A-Blinky Lab, <laughs> where everybody got to do through-hole and surface mount soldering. Oh, that's always fun. Like last year, everybody loved it, which to me, I'd be like, okay, I, like, I built, I built some blinky lights, like let's do something sciencey. Um, but last year that was loved in the feedback and this year it was loved in the feedback. People really liked that they built something and it worked and they could take it away. Oh, uh, exactly. And built all the pieces of it. 
Like, yes. Yeah. From the mechanical to the, you know, technical to the electrical, all the stuff. Absolutely. And that's where you hook them. So it's perfect placement of that. Right. You know, and you're like, okay, it's successful. I can do this. Now I can start to tackle these other specific things. Cause you have a pretty wide background of the students in there, you know? So how, oh, yeah. like, I'm very interested in how you made the groups because when you have, sometimes people can get very narrowly focused and it's hard to bring them out of that narrow focus and say, okay, look, I know you're a meteorologist, but this is why you should learn to use a magnetometer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I'm interested to hear how you did that. Yes. As well. And we, we will definitely get to that. Okay, so, good, good. <laughs> um, we were supposed to talk about design for manufacture on the first day. It got shoved in somewhere later in the week. I don't remember where. Um, gotcha. Like 3D printing, laser cutting, the stuff that they might have at a university makerspace. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about a DAC system, so like how to measure things. Okay. Uh, and how to control things a little bit. We then did, I vastly underestimated the time this would take. <laughs> and we made some kind of generic instructions, which turned out to be bad too. <laughs> okay. uh, the build a load cell lecture in lab. Mm-hmm. So I explained, this is a load cell. It measures force. This is how it works. And now you're going to build one. And we gave them strain gauges and a load cell blank made out of aluminum. And a hookup guide. That's our hookup guide we have internally on how to apply strain gauges. So it's very generic. It's like, you know, you apply the gauge to the surface. It's not... It's not tailored to this activity. It's just this is a general guide on how to apply strain gauges. Right, yeah. I think it was too much cognitive load. Like on that day? Well, or just on that day general? and in that activity. Okay. Like, I didn't know what a... Some of them were like, I didn't know what a load cell was before this. Oh. I certainly didn't know what a strain gauge was before this. Okay. And now you, you know, teach me about load cells and strain gauges in 30 minutes and then give me a Ikea-like <laughs> instruction. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, well, that goes to the whole, like, differing backgrounds of the people that you have. Like, even some, I mean, these were mostly grad students, right? Even though they were from first-year master's to last-year PhD, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I, you know, I think about, senior geology students i mean not many of them probably know what a strain gauge is anyway right well and then you know we had the opposite of the spectrum of somebody said i actually need to make a load cell for my lab and i brought my own strain gauges in my own blank like can i just do that <laughs> well of course mm -hmm. um so anyway that took longer than i thought almost everybody had a working load cell by the end of the week that's nice. Okay. I was impressed with the tenacity of how many people, like several didn't, I would say we had half with working load cells by the end of the, of the go. Okay. And I said, Hey, I, I'm here really early in the mornings. 
If you want to come in tomorrow and work on your load cells or come in this week anytime and work on your load cells before class, like I'll have the door unlocked by between 6.30 and 7. Nice. And quite and... a few people took me up on that oh, offer. Oh, great. Okay, that's great. This is very much making me feel positive for the future. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that's, that's one reason I like running these workshops is because by this time of year, especially because our busy time of year, a lot of times by this point, I'm very stressed. I'm very upset with <laughs> a right. large number of people <laughs> who are all, you know, yelling about whatever they think is the most important thing in my life at the moment. Right. Who are also stressed and upset about lots of other things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a really nice refresher. Yeah. That's cool. That's really great. So then, different from last year, Monday night last year, we just went to the brewery downtown for like a little mixer. Everybody could get to know each other. Mm -hmm. This year, I made him work for it. (laughs) Did you do that speed dating thing? (laughs) No. So we had a poster session, and we invited the (gasps) public. Oh, my God. On the first night? On the first night. But the posters were not about what they did at the workshop. Oh, okay. It was, bring a poster about what you're doing for your graduate research. Oh, my God. Like, bring your AGU poster, your GSA. Bring the last poster you presented at a conference. (laughs) And you need to be able to explain to some person that walks into a brewery. Oh, my goodness. Why their tax dollars paid for you to do this. <laughs> and they went, oh my God. But this is the training every scientist should have. Well, and, you know, the question was, like, do you have a poster? That was on the registration form. And some people, like, okay, you're a first year master's student. You just started. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to have a poster. Yeah. Some people that said, I don't have a poster, um, might have dropped their advisors a note and said, hey, you have a poster they can borrow? Oh, my God. You're awful. <laughs> that is awful. <clears throat> uh, so Wait. not everybody had a poster. And some people said, like, well, I can bring the thing that I do my research with. Cool. I said, that's, that's fantastic. Do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, neat. It was, I was very nervous about how many people would show up. We yeah. advertised it. The brewery advertised it. We called oh, it Ask wow. a Scientist. Wow. So you just completely opened it up. Oh, no. Yeah, it was. You did not like, have it, a it, pre-selected group of people. No, it was marketed as Ask a Scientist on the local radio stations, mailings oh, to the God. local university. Uh, oh, it was on the God. marquee in the brewery for a few weeks. Fabulous. <clears throat> I was very nervous. Nobody was going to show up, and it was going to be a bunch of people staring at each other. Yep. Uh, the opposite happened. Ugh. They were slammed. Oh my gosh, how fun. I love this. And there had a bunch of little kids come through because it's called Ask a Scientist. Right. And I loved it. One, one kid came in. He said, where are the scientists? <laughs> I said, they're all, I, you know, I guess he was expecting lab coats or something. Yep, exactly. I said, all these people are scientists. And everybody commented, they were like, that one little kid asked a ton of really good questions. No kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was great. Um, 
it was a better turnout than I could have hoped for. It was a turnout that most broader impact sections can only dream of. <laughs> and so what's the rule of this, AGU, or the uh, moral that comes across from this? You should bring back beer. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> not everyone has to drink. They don't want to. <laughs> and then we ordered, uh, those of us that hung around, so the poster session went from six to eight. A lot of people were just hanging out after that, talking. Uh, we eventually ordered some pizza and all sat down there and had pizza and beer and just chitty chatted about what we did with our research for a while that's super cool it was great yeah wow how fun what a great idea what what made you want to do that well last year it was fun because everybody was talking about what they did mm-hmm. but the brewery is getting big on doing like they have monthly science friday type things oh wow really uh like they'll have a lecture once oh, a month no kidding and it's pretty well attended. Is it so, yeah, always? I end up... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, oh, no. So I end up saying like, hey, this seems like a fun way to make the students, yeah. one, get out of their shells. Yeah. And two, practice talking to other people in a friendly environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so neat. That, that, it's so neat that the brewery is doing that. Is it always a science-themed thing? Uh, well, so their science one is, yes. But they also have... Uh, like, I think every week they have story time. Oh Somebody reads short stories. Uh, this it's, it's great. is amazing. <laughs> yes, and, you know, Casey and Dorothy, thank you so much for letting us take over your whole back room of your brewery with poster stands. <laughs> yeah, those aren't, uh, those aren't tiny. <laughs> no, and we ended up building our own because they're so stinking expensive. Yes. Yes, they are. Like $600 for a decent one, so we built them out of plywood and two-by-fours. Yeah, awesome. And my my poor guys uh, just <laughs> suffered out there in the hot painting oh. them right before the workshop. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, though. So, yeah, so that takes us into Tuesday. Uh, Like last year, the fire department came up and made everybody put out a live fire with a fire extinguisher. Super fun, always. (laughs) Yep. I said, if you're going to work in my shop, you're going to also know enough not to burn it down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Nobody there had used a fire extinguisher in real life. Yep. And several people were very apprehensive about it. Oh, wow. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. Okay. Or one person was like, I didn't know that you had to do this other step. <gasps> like, I, if I had been trying to put a fire out, like, I wouldn't have succeeded. Wouldn't have done it. <laughs> Pull, aim, squeeze, and sweep. <laughs> yep, the pass method. Uh-huh. Our, um, I will say that our fire marshal, Justin Daniels, is so active. And they have these cool portable, which I don't know if this is what your guys bring out too, these cool portable fires, essentially. That they do this with all the students. And students love it when they come and do these fire demonstrations. We fill baking pans with a gas diesel mixture on a pallet. Oh, nice. That's a real fire. That's good. (laughs) We make the big flames. Sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because something like a gas diesel fire is what they're going to be battling in a shop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So. So, yeah, that was great. So, thanks to Asylum Fire for coming out and doing that. That's really neat. And then Tuesday, we split up into their 
instrument building groups, which is what you were alluding to earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know why you built the instruments that you did, which I'm sure you're going to go over. But yeah, I'm very interested in how you figured out groups and such. So. Yeah, so the three groups were testing magnetometers, testing pressure sensors and pressure ports, and testing methods of stream-level measurement. Okay, magnetometer, your favorite thing to build. Gotcha. Right, magnetometers are <laughs> awesome, and okay. cheap ones are getting pretty good. That I was like, mm -hmm. how, like, how close are we to taking those $13,000 geometrics proton precession magnetometers and replacing them with a MEMS chip? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's test it. So we did. Um, the pressure ports, you know, how good are cheap pressure sensors for atmospheric pressure? You go buy one from Vaisla, it's easily 1000 1500 bucks. Mm -hmm. How close to that does a $20 sensor get you? Right. And the pressure ports are all about how those are connected to the atmosphere. Because things like wind can cause fake pressure readings. And then the last group, stream measurement, I thought, well, it'd be really interesting to try like a $3 ultrasonic sensor, a $300 ultrasonic sensor, a $500 laser, and a toilet float. <laughs> like, which was great. <laughs> see I which mean, one works better. Yeah, you're talking about where water is in a tank, essentially, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so students, when they signed up, had to rank the projects in order of interest. Ah. Okay. Everybody got either their first or their second choice. Great. I was surprised and glad when I saw that not all the meteorologists chose the pressure port. Yeah. Not all the geologists chose the magnetometer. There was a little bit of self-mixing, and then when it came down to, okay, there are two people, both have number two as this project, um, where do I put them? I definitely stuck them not in their field. Gotcha. Which is cool. Right. So they rotated through three sections. One section, they would wire their instruments. They would get all the sensors, and they would solder and do the wiring. One section, they would program their instrument. They would write the Arduino code. And one section, they would do the mechanical construction. So they would build the pressure port, or they would weld the frame to hold the stream sensors over the stream. Okay. Um, gotcha. So everybody rotated. Each of those was a half day. That's all, really. Yeah. So the day and a half is all they had to build these instruments. Because you need time to test, right? Because you need time to test. Okay. And we have other things to go over. Right, yeah. Though, though they learn, like, you know, I, I was able to axe some of the mechanical lectures from last year. Be like, I could show you pictures of how you shouldn't design something to be machined on a Bridgeport mill. Or you can go design something and try to machine it and go, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And remember it. So we did that approach. Gotcha. Uh, they also, in here, went and saw a local 
sheet metal fabrication shop. Oh, that's cool. Got to tour that. Got talked to about how to do sheet metal design and got to see big lasers cutting big metal. That's really cool. So that, that was Tuesday and took us into Wednesday as well. That was their third session of instrument building. And then after lunch, which most people stayed through most of their lunch working on their instruments, it That's... was time to go into the field. <laughs> That's heartwarming, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, look at you guys. <laughs> well, and I also put the pressure on because I said, look, uh, Friday morning, you're going to have about three hours to go through your data and make some charts and then give presentations not only to each other and to me, but to other local business owners, community members, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you better make sure you have data. I say, because 15 minutes is a long time to stand there and go, <laughs> it didn't work, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's only a five-minute talk. <laughs> I was real nervous <laughs> about what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so did you guys, I mean, I know you've built a ton of magnetometers. Did you do any of this before they got there? Did you test like both of those pressure sensors before or build these water measuring devices before? Nope. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> we, we had plans in our mind of how if we had been tasked to do this. Right. Yes. We would do it. Right. I had written sketches of some of the code. And I was like, well, I think this is how I would put this together. So I had something to go on. Right. Um, we had put a few of the pressure sensors on a breadboard just so I could test the code. Okay. But we had no project completely done. That's awesome. Or completely designed. That's fun. Like, especially the magnetometer. Like, they built a non-magnetic rolling cart to do their surveys mm-hmm. that held all the, insen- all the sensors. Mm-hmm. And that one especially, like, we said, here's a big bin of PVC fittings and, like, 30 feet of pipe. Here's <laughs> glue. Here's cutters. Go. Man, that cart turned out awesome. If that's all oh, the did. instruction you gave them, that's great. Yeah, no, we have gave zero instruction other than that. That's great. Okay. On some of the others, it was a little more obvious, like the stream. It was like, well, here's some threaded rod, and here's an antenna tripod, and here's a sheet of acrylic. Like You can only put these things together in so many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they still had to do it all, so everybody like, figured out how to use the laser cutter. Uh, most groups got to do some welding. Or if they didn't, they had time later in the week to go back and learn welding mm-hmm. or attempt welding. Right. right. Uh, um, so, yeah, day and a half, Wednesday afternoon, it was time to deploy. And every group had tasks that they were supposed to do that afternoon and bring the data back mm-hmm. so they would have immediate data. And then they were supposed to leave the instruments out overnight Wednesday all day Thursday and go get them Friday morning. Okay. So like the pressure group, I said, well, we want to know how wind affects the pressure ports. So here's a leaf blower. (laughs) 
<laughs> go figure out how wind affects the pressure ports. Uh, this is great. Uh, the stream group, we were going to go to a real stream, but we were worried we wouldn't get much level variation. And until that week when it rained, we were actually really worried there wasn't going to be any streams. Any stream. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they took a seven-foot kiddie pool down to the fire department and filled it with a fire hose and stages. I love that. <laughs> and the magnetometer group went out and they did a survey over a known target, which is a culvert. We As know that produces a beautiful waveform. Every magnetometer survey ever in the world. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and then they did a survey over a field with some unknown, like maybe there's utility lines under there, maybe there's not. And they deployed a couple of metal targets so there was something to look for. Okay, cool. Yep, because we've both been in the situation of maybe there's something here and then there's nothing, and that's very frustrating. <laughs> yes. So then, luckily, uh, the next day, it poured. It stormed. That's so perfect. <laughs> so they got... You know, the stream people, we said, well, you'll see the water level rise. Uh, the pressure people got to see the storm approach and then actually some little high-pressure bursts from during the precipitation. That's awesome. And the magnetometer people, well, okay, they didn't really get to see much from the storm. Yeah, but still. But still. Uh, Not seeing much from the storm says something as well. Right. So we had some other lectures Thursday while their instruments were out collecting data. Uh, we toured a machine shop. We did some demos. Uh, we kind of got to do that whole, like, look, I've got 15 lecture topics that I could talk to you about. Like, what's useful for what you're trying to do in your labs? And somebody could say, like, hey, uh, we're using PID control. Like, let's talk about PID control. So like, Great, let's talk about PID control. And we'd be off on that for 20 or 30 minutes. And somebody oh, okay. else, hey, you know, I'm, I want to know about temperature measurement because we're doing a lot of temperature. Okay, let's go talk about temperature. Let me pull up those slides. That's cool. So it was very self-guided. Self I had tons of topics I wanted to get to. We couldn't get to them all. So what, what's most important to you? And if right. you don't speak up, you're not going to hear your topic. Right, exactly. Did you get to everyone's topic? We got to at least something that everybody wanted to talk about. We didn't get to all of the topics, because if I'd done that, we would have done all of the topics. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's good. Then, yes, yeah, so that was great. Uh, that night, to celebrate the bulk of the workshop being over, and their instruments having all collected data on Wednesday. Uh, we had a big barbecue here at the house. Mm -hmm. So that was great. Uh, we had just finished our deck. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, Lindy was putting screws in at 10 o'clock the night before. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it didn't collapse and everything was fine. <laughs> didn't collapse. Uh, we had... Burgers, hot dogs, smoked pork butt. It was it was a feast. That's awesome. Did you guys make it or? Uh, we did everything except the smoking of the butt. My neighbor did that. Oh, okay. 
beautiful. Yeah. Cool. And then Friday is when you showed up. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So since since you were there for Friday, why don't you tell us about that? Um, I was... <laughs> Everyone was so quiet Friday morning. It was really freaky. I always get freaked out in my classes when people are that quiet. And to tell you the truth, it looked like I couldn't tell everyone was working as hard as they were, but they were clearly working very hard to get their presentations done for everyone who was coming in to watch them. Right. And so I thought they did. It was great. Like they all, they seemed to know what they were doing. They asked, you know, you and then Eric a couple of questions and then we got ready for the presentations. And I will tell you, those were very well done. <laughs> I've had much worse presentations that people have worked on for days at a time, you know? So, I mean, they were incorporating, I loved it because they were incorporating data up into like the very last minute, right? They were all working on their you know, corrections that they needed to apply. They were working on, you know, I mean, plotting everything up and and getting that put into their presentations and making sure everyone knew their parts and knew, knew what the data were telling them. And it's like, that's a scary thing to be standing up there and you know you're going to get questions from you. And then half of them, their advisor was also there too. <laughs> You know that that right. person's going to ask them questions, right? Like, So I was impressed at their presentation of the data, but more importantly, like their understanding of the data. Like they were all really good at answering all the follow-up questions that went along with it. And there were some people in the audience that I, I didn't know, um, obviously, that seemed very excited about what the students were presenting. So that was really cool too, I thought. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, for presentations that they only had a few hours to prepare. Yeah. I was, I was very shocked. I did give them some notebooks to help. Like, okay, maybe you're not the most familiar with plotting data. Like here's a notebook that will make the basic plots you need. Mm -hmm. But I, only saw a couple of those plots actually get used. Most of the groups went ahead and did their own plotting anyway. Um, the magnetometer group, I was just thinking like, oh, they'll plot their lat-long points and color them based on the magnetic field, mm -hmm. which they did. But then one of them was like, so we went ahead and gridded the data. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like they, they, had, they had used a program. Uh, they had gridded the data. They'd done field contour maps. They had... Uh, demeaned and calibrated the data like they ended up with a magnetic residual map that looked like you would see in a published paper mm -hmm. that's what i mean like and they were they were doing that that morning like that was that was very impressive <laughs> that group was the one that was like on the way up there there were python notebooks running cells yes! <laughs> trying to finish the data processing i know i was sitting right behind them and it was hilarious because i was like you guys need to pay attention to these other people right presenting, but they were just frantically trying to get that in there <laughs> and i'm like i understand man because i was also frantically preparing my talk <laughs> yep uh well and you know that's some of them said like well man it'd be nice if we had a little bit longer to prepare this said, welcome to the real world a 
men to that. Yeah, that's... It, th- this isn't your AGU talk where you can spend three weeks making a 12-minute talk. Oh, you... uh, this is this is somebody ask you to stand and deliver, and you have three hours to make a 15-minute talk on something you knew nothing about five days ago. Oh, exactly. And it's like my first job in the oil industry, you know, we would have investors stop by. They just randomly stop by. Hey, I'm in Denver. I'm going to go by the office and see how my well's doing. And it's like at any moment that would happen. And then you'd be like, Hey, pull up that map and go ahead and print that off and bring it over here. And it's like, that happened to me three or four times in the first like three months I worked there. And it was so terrifying. I remember handing a guy a map and my hand was like visibly shaking. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you can't impart that sense of, (laughs) of terror onto somebody, but man, I would have appreciated it if somebody told me something like that was going to happen while I was in school. And I mean, the stakes for this weren't high, right? Like you need to practice those things when the stakes aren't high. So when the stakes are really high, you've got it down. No, I mean, this is a group of people that is there to see all of them succeed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And man, they did, they did such a good job. I was super impressed and i wanted to hear like how much you know how much of this was just them coming in blind to these projects because those presentations i mean those could have been semester-long projects those could have been master's theses some of them you know what i mean like they were so well put together and thought out and what i loved best every single group did this even some of them without being prompted by us you know saying those this is how i would do it next time this is how i would do it if i had x budget this is how i would do it with y budget which is an amazing thing to start thinking about you know and this is what i gave up to get this you know i think that was that was great because it's super easy to say as you know from some of your customers i'm sure like i want all these things make all these things happen make them happen and it's like yes (laughs) cheap fasting good (laughs) i want want all three exactly and it's like you can't and it was super cool to see those students say like that was my favorite part and you know when it was especially with the stream group because they sort of had like three different things to compare to but it's like if you want this use this if these are the data you want to collect you need to use this method you know these are the data that you get using this method Here's what you do with this amount of money. I thought that was a really cool thing that they brought in without being prompted. That was very impressive. Oh, yeah. And, I I mean, I was super impressed. Several of those things, as you said, could be with minimal or effort published. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I also really like, because we didn't know what the results were going to be. Right, yeah. (laughs) I, I had some intuition on some of it, but not all of it. And some of the results were like, yeah, for $8 with a laser cutter, we built a pressure port that is as good as a $245 pressure port. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, plus or minus. There were some yes. minor differences that, like, they used sandpaper because they didn't have time to actually engrave the surface. Right. To roughen it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, there's some little things to change. But for the most part, the homemade solution 
work just as good for an order of magnitude less cost. Right. Oh, and what a great opportunity that it rained, too. <laughs> like, just perfect. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> like, that's one of those things where you say, okay, this is going to sit outside. And that is a whole separate set of issues, regardless of what sensors you have just sitting well, outside. And like the stream group, they were like, well, you notice you don't see the level go up. Like, that's because it rained and shorted out our battery. <laughs> see, exactly. And so, you know, you're trying to figure out a flooding situation and it overtops it and shorts out your battery. Now are you going to do to prevent that? So, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, though, then, like, you look at the magnetometer group and their question was, like, can you use these cheap magnetometers to replace a proton procession? No. They're not there yet. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. If you're looking for a piece of buried metal, sure. Yes. You're looking for utility lines? Absolutely. Uh, if you're trying to do geologically relevant work? Not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, let's try it again in a few years. Yeah. But then I loved somebody unprompted in the audience, one of the other <laughs> students who wasn't in that group, was like, well, what do you think? Like, what if you put them at different heights and made a gradiometer? Like, would that yeah. work? Yeah, that was fantastic. And then they even talked about how they would alter their non-magnetic PVC, you know, magnetometer setup that they had, their cart, how that would super easily be able to do that. That was really cool because you see them getting excited about it and like already designing this next experiment that they don't have to do. You know, he was already designing it as he was talking about it. And that was really cool. And, you know, I think what we don't obviously have next year's workshop planned, but we have all sort of come to the conclusion that these projects need to iterate over a few workshops. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like next year's team, there will be a magnetometer team. There will be a stream team. There will probably be a pressure team. Yep. And we're going to be say like, look, here's the presentations from last year. Here's what they learned. Your job is to make it better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So maybe make a gradiometer. Pressure team, maybe this time... Uh, now that you know that a homemade port can work, like we don't need to test different sensors. Let's spend the time designing and machining a custom port. Yeah, that's a great idea. It, because it's interesting for you guys. <laughs> but well, it's, it's interesting also... for us. Go but, ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, it also, that's how science works. Is you exactly. see what other people have done, you try to improve it. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. So that's like if you came into an academic position... But also, if you go into industry, when somebody, your boss is like, here's this pile of stuff we tried to do. It didn't work. Can you make this pile of stuff work? That's exactly what you're going to have them do. So, like, You don't get to do the build an apple pie from scratch. You must first create the universe approach. <laughs> right. Right. Like, nope. Here's, here's the last apple pie, and it didn't taste so good. What are you going to do different? Mm-hmm. Especially in industry. What are you going to do different by, you know, three days from now? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God! And we're having and we're having the apple pie festival tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, i i was I was very impressed. That was that was super cool. Um, if you, I'm definitely coming back on the Monday Ask a Scientist next year. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> oh yeah, and mm-hmm. you know we. I sort of sprung on you that morning. It's like, hey, when do you want to give your talk? Talk? 
<laughs> and I said, well, yeah, the one, you know, like you gave a talk last year. <laughs> and this is why it's so important for them to get experience doing those impromptu talks. Because yeah. I did that to you and to Eric Bruning that was there. At home, I said, I love having professors here because I can just put a key in your back and twist it and, you know, wind you up. And you go, tack, 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 tack. Like... <laughs> That's exactly what happened, too. <laughs> yep, that was exactly... I pulled mine up, and I don't know if, like, I didn't save it last year or what, because it was definitely a prototype of my talk that I wound up giving. I was like, oh, well, I'll just I'll just put some new pictures and do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it was, um, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah. really glad you got to come. Yeah, uh, I was and... glad to be there. No, it was... It was super fun. We're going to do it again. We're going to do more. Uh, we're going to still iterate and make changes, but we're also, like, this model worked. Yeah. Not okay. that last year didn't. No. But this worked a lot better. Better. Yep. Exactly. And it's like, I talked to a couple of people from last year's, you know, and ooh, one of the students from OU that went, he was like, this is the best workshop I've ever even been to. And I can't imagine how excited he would be to go to it doing, you know, what you're doing now. So, yeah, that's great. Well, and that's part of the thing, too, with having the different multiple ones, is if you tell your advisor, I want to go to that same workshop I went to last year, Mm you go, no. Yeah, Because most workshops are the same every year, right? Uh, uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So part of the point of having some of these different ones is going to be like, hey, I went to that workshop last year. I want to go back and do the advanced electronics workshop in the fall, or I want to go back and do the LabVIEW workshop in the spring. Right, exactly. And it's like, it's interesting because, I mean, that's kind of where, not kind of where, I mean, we took this class together, essentially, like, when we met, was we were in this, you know, geophysics, whatever, I don't remember the name of the class, like advanced geophysics instruments class or something like that. And so it was kind of like that over a whole semester um and that was super useful that was a very useful class because you can talk all about the theory and all about how you would use these but until you start to use them and especially teach them to someone else like we had to make a user manual like you don't get it and then you start to get it and that's not something that you get a lot in school is that hands-on part (laughs) so right yeah very very useful and it makes people come out of it with such a sense of accomplishment as opposed to being like man i didn't understand that lecture how can i ever possibly like do this as a job you know right so yeah i I love that one student was like hey i had some skills in this stuff before i came but no confidence in those skills. Yeah. Like now yeah. I'm confident in my skill to do this. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you cannot understand all the math and still make the thing work, and then that can make you want to understand all the math. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Well, and two, I, I really liked that every single team had trouble during their deployment. Ah, yeah. Because you and, will. You know, I, I was running around... Uh, trying to help, and like one team calling and said, "Hey, we're just getting all these crazy characters on our output." And like that's cool. I'm all the way on the other side of town helping another team. I will be there when I can, but that's probably going to be half an hour. Mm-hmm. 
figured out. Yep. And I got a call like 15 minutes later, like, hey, we figured it out. Uh, we had to move this wire, but everything's good now. Awesome. Oh, that also warms my heart. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Because uh, they think I they can't, right? That's my whole talk is like, you think you can't figure it out, that you have to defer to an expert. And it's like, sometimes you can figure it out. And that's great. Well, and I ended up, I did no troubleshooting that day. All I did was when somebody called and said, hey, we forgot our SD cards at the shop. Oh, nice. Like, mm-hmm. I'll go get them. Or somebody called and said, hey, uh, like, we need a screwdriver over here. <laughs> and nobody had, like, okay, I'll bring a screwdriver. But I did no actual hands-on troubleshooting that day. That's super cool. That's, yeah, that was a, that was a great group. That would be, yeah, I can't wait to see next year's. So that's what I came out of that with, so. Well, and Friday afternoon was great because then it was like, let's work on whatever you've got. So yeah. some people said, hey, I didn't bring anything. Like, thanks for the workshop. We're going to peace out and start our long drive home. That was mm-hmm. great. Uh, some people said, yeah, we we brought this instrument. Well, several groups said, hey, we brought <laughs> yeah. these instruments and they're not they're not working. Or we got noise on them. Can you help us find the noise? Uh, and then we had a couple people that said, can we go weld? Yeah. <laughs> that was, was like, great. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> that was super cool. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, everybody was there probably till I'm, I think we left at 6.30. Wow. When finally, I was like, guys, I am, I am starving. <laughs> Most days this week, I had a bag of chips for lunch. Like, yep. I got to get some food. Let's go. <laughs> and... Oh. So I think nine or ten of us that were left at that point, uh, we all piled into cars and drove over a couple towns and went to a nice dinner together. That's it cool. was just a really good conclusion to the yeah. workshop. That's awesome. Like I said, I cannot wait till next year. Can't wait. I can't either. Mm-hmm. Especially those poster sessions. <laughs> yeah, and that actually brings us to this week's Fun Poster Friday. Yay! So you sent me a poster. <laughs> well, Daryl sent you a poster. Of course. <laughs> Man, what does Daryl do online? You know what I mean? He just comes up with the best stuff. <laughs> hey, Daryl, we're going to need a, uh, a a screenshot of your search history. <laughs> it's It's so varied. Like, I go to all these, like, all your stuff is, like, funny you know, sensors and all my stuff is like funny medical things. It's like Daryl comes up with such a wide breadth of things for us to talk about. And today's is <laughs> tasty tape. Yep. <laughs> so this is a group of students, which is even weirder to me, from the School of Engineering in Johns Hopkins, who are designing <laughs> tape to tape your burrito shut. That you can eat. <laughs> Edible tape, yeah. <laughs> that has to be thermally activated, which was the coolest part. Um, yeah, so now you don't have your burrito exploding everywhere because you can do what you wanted to do anyway, which is just scotch tape it up. But instead of scotch tape, it's tasty tape. And so you can just eat right through the tape. It's brilliant. 
Yeah. So the abstract is, Tasty Tape is an edible adhesive tape that keeps all your favorite wraps from tacos to burritos to heroes securely <laughs> closed during cooking, serving, and consumption. Perfect for the at-home chef or taking lunch on the go. Tasty Tape allows you to put full faith in your tortilla and enjoy your meal mess-free. So what do you say, sharks? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they've got some prototype pictures. Um, They said it costs about a penny to produce a strip of Tasty Tape. Mm -hmm. You thoroughly wet it and then squish it onto your tortilla. Yep, heat it up, and that activates the adhesive, and... There you go. And if you're selling these, you know, 900% profit is what they, the value proposition laid out. That's pretty good. I'd buy into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you make each one for a penny. So a pack of 50 costs you 50 cents. You sell a pack of 50 for $4.50. Not mm-hmm. too shabby. I know. I, they, their future directions look even better, which are doing double-sided tasty tape. And also flavored tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. You get your little chili lime tasty tape sealing your burrito shut. Perfect. I'm in. I mean, I could see this being useful. Oh, completely. At first I was like, eh, do I really have this problem? But you do. Like if you're, so like your burrito is already wrapped in like foil or whatever. But as soon as you open that up. And bite into it. It all bursts out the side. So now if you got it all taped up, you don't have to worry about that. Well, or how many other things, instead of using foil to package it, can we just use a tortilla and some tasty tape? And just And that's what you get it in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of foil saved. (laughs) Well, yeah. And like, if I can get some chicken wings in this, I'm a little bit of cheese and some ranch away from having a chicken bacon ranch wrap. I Exactly. Like using a tortilla as foil now. Right. For things that you normally wouldn't. Because even though it takes energy to produce a tortilla and it's a food thing, well, one, you could eat it. But two, even if you didn't, if you threw it away, you could throw it on the ground and it's going to be gone in a few weeks versus that foil had to be mined out of the earth and it's going to be there for hundreds of years. Exactly. Totally perfect. This is seagull approved, I will say. Yeah. So if uh, if you're ready to invest, uh, mm-hmm. yep. I'm sure these kids are looking for backers. Yep. Tyler, Aaron, Rachel, and Marie at Johns Hopkins. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> brilliant. This was brilliant. Keep them coming, Daryl. Yeah. No, this was great. I thought it was a fun. I knew this would be a long episode, so I picked a, a nice short topic for fun fun paper or fun poster Friday. Fun poster. I love it. Let's keep them keep them going. Yeah, so this week wasn't musical. Uh, I mean, it was the symphony of learning. <laughs> oh, there you go. Symphony of learning. <laughs> I was trying to come up with some really good ones earlier, and that was, I that one got stuck in there, and there was nothing better. But yeah, and it's clearly not a short either. This is our end of summer, super long pants episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully this we won't is, we're be getting ready to go back into fall. Exactly. I was going to say, we won't be as, yeah, be more on schedule in the upcoming months, I think. <laughs> yep. You're not, uh, you're not at field camp. I will be out of pocket some over the next few months. 
uh, but doing installs all around the world, but we should be able to still be recording. Exactly. We can plan it out better. So time to time to focus, kiddos. School time again. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Tax-free weekend is over. You got your shoes. You got your backpack. You got your paper. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> well, if you would like to send fun papers or fun posters into us, or if you'd like to tell us all about your school, uh, back-to-school supplies... <laughs> uh, we'd love to see that shannon how can folks get a hold of us my favorite time of year new bullet journals show at don'tpanicgeocast.com please send me your bullet journal pictures uh we're also on twitter at don't panic geo i am at shannon doolin john is at geo underscore lehman thank you as always to our patreon supporters for keeping us going patreon.com slash don't panic geo if you would also like to support us in the future and until next week, remember, don't panic. It's not an exact science. Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed are solely ours and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or funding agencies. 